Hello, Hello and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an eye. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I am Jake. And joining us tonight, we have a very special guest who has not arrived yet. He's asked me to introduce him as the Rye Man Doodle. I believe his first name is Ryan. I'm not 100% sure of the rest. Uh, but he got delayed on the train. But today... New York problems. I know. Today we are talking about. I was about paper crinkling. Today we're doing a mukbang with paper. Yes, that's. I'm going to eat paper. (laughs) It's a clip show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, today's film is Like Minds, released in 2006, written and directed by Gregory J. Reed, and the general plot is that Tony Collette is a forensic psychologist. And she has been tasked with figuring out if Eddie Redmayne, who is in high school in this movie, has killed his classmate. And throughout the movie, um, it's told mostly through Eddie Redmayne's flashbacks of his time spent in high school with this kid who ended up dead. And he's like telling Tony the story. He's telling Tony the story, yeah. Um, and And Tony's trying to find out the truth. Because he's been charged with, with murder, murder by her ex-boyfriend? Yeah, Eddie Redmayne was found... They found uh, Eddie Redmayne with the dead body, yeah. like, screaming into the night. Sure, by the train, right? Yeah, by the train. So the cops pretty much arrested him on the spot. Right. And they came and they brought Tony in, and the cop was like, hey... I arrested this kid because I found him with this dead guy's body and he was screaming into the night like a wolf man. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that we don't actually have any evidence to arrest him for murder. So can you like go in there and play a mind game with him and get him to confess to murder? Yeah. Because they were dating once. Because they used to date. And he keeps being, he keeps bringing it up like subliminally being like, you know me, do this for me. Which is like, okay, uh... And Tony goes in there and asks Eddie Redmayne, like, did you kill your friend? And he's like, women only become psychologists to sort out their own problems. Hi. Our guest has arrived. Hello. (laughs) So, although you really miss... Who are um, you? My name is Ryan. So, we were just describing the plot of the movie. Um, Jake did not watch the last 10 minutes of the movie because he ran out of time. My iTunes uh, stopped download. That's why streaming is king. The iTunes download was not fully downloaded and was like paused with 15 minutes left of the movie. Yes. I I think this is why Jake was late. Yeah. No, this was like three hours ago. I just. So yeah, we're like in, so wink, we're wink. introducing nudge, nudge. <laughs> we're introducing a new segment mm-hmm. called Can Jake correctly guess the ending yes. to this movie? So Ooh. at the point that Jake left off, Tony Collette had been trying to figure out whether Eddie Redmayne killed his classmate or not. Mm-hmm. She's she's leaning towards no, he didn't. Right. There's ten minutes left of the movie. The 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 Eddie, well, Eddie, realistically, there's a flashback. Five minutes were because oh, because if you're not counting credits, credits, yeah. I was like, what's happening? Right. Yeah. So Eddie Redmayne has been like dragged to this train yard by 
Tom Sturridge, who has been established to be a freak over the course of this movie. He killed Eddie Redmayne's girlfriend. Not even girlfriend, just Love a girl interest. he like was about to go on one date with. Yes. And, and then there were mentions of necrophilia. There were mentions of necrophilia. He and tried to get Eddie Redmayne to fuck the dead girl. Did he? <laughs> Who knows? Okay, good. Well, uh, he did not. But we don't know what uh, what Eddie did. Eddie is Nigel, correct? We're not correct? 100% sure. Eddie is Alec, but I'm just calling them Eddie and Tom. Okay. By their actors' their names. Their actors' names, yeah. Yeah, that's easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, especially because Tom spends this entire movie calling Eddie a name that isn't his character's name. True. He keeps calling him Jack because he's obsessed with cards. Right, Plus, yeah. if we call him Tom, then it just makes the parallels with Tom Riddle more. Oh yeah, Ooh, I was watching. Yes, yes, okay. Yes. Wait, so, but so I have a question: Should we move through the plot, or do you is well, is the twist such a big deal that really we cannot avoid it? I must say that I yeah. I did watch the movie, and I unlike <laughs> some of us, a, I did finish it, but I did not understand it. So I would appreciate this. Okay, so do you see what I'm where asking, we leave though? off? Yes, <laughs> because I feel but like I just want you to guess how the movie ends. Because okay, so I Tom Sturridge turns out was a freak. He kills Eddie's uh, girlfriend. Like and and Eddie has been telling Tony, um, I think that Tom set me up to make it look like I killed him. Yes, yes. And sure. When we leave off, it's very Eddie, vague though. Yeah, Eddie has just watched Tom's dad kill his mom, and then accidentally killed Tom's dad, and mm -hmm. they just like disposed of the body, embalmed them, very casually. Them, yeah. Uh, Eddie has a gun, and he and Tom are like wrestling at a train station they are okay as they do oh okay jake what do you think I'm is the ending of this sure movie? eddie kills him hello because it's like even if it wasn't his fault fault he probably got in his head he was like listen if you shoot me it's like the whole thing it's like blood the templars and stuff and then i think I don't know. Wait, why are you looking at me like that? I mean, Blood and the Templars is completely you, on point. You're you're a little bit so, right. Oh wait, they, so he, someone else kills him. Oh, he, it's he, the the cop. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. The cop would have been good. The cop would have been. It's really Hobo good. Joe. He was hanging out at the station. But the cop wasn't a compelling enough character. No. I know, but but what happens is um. Okay, I'm excited. Okay, Tom. Please pause. If you don't want to know. Please pause if you don't want to be spoiled. But please. Just so you know, this is Bruce Willis is dead. Th this is the longest goddamn movie I've ever seen in my life. It was an hour and a half long, but it felt like a lifetime. So it's if you watch this movie, not as long as in her shoes. If if you watch this movie, you might not make it to the end. Anyway, I didn't. So I watched Eddie, it in a minute and a half speed. <laughs> one time, one time. Oh, uh, well, I did yeah. that with one of the movies once. I should have done I, that. I've done that with so, I've done that with a few movies, uh, but. <clears throat> Basically, right. Eddie Redmayne is pointing the gun at Tom Sturridge, and Tom Sturridge is like, "Do it, kill me! Like it'll be exactly what this all led to, like like what you were saying, right. like fulfilling the Templars, Infinity, whatever." Like, yeah. like um, Viola Davis, when yes. she's like, "Shoot me, yeah, <laughs> shoot me, <laughs> yeah." Um, but Eddie won't do it. Eddie won't shoot him. No, so Tom, he's not a killer. Yeah, so Tom, well, Tom puts his <laughs> finger like up over Eddie's finger and like basically like forces his hand, like makes the gun go off oh. and kills himself. Yeah. Then I rewatched that scene, yeah. and it was so like a split second and barely even noticeable. Yeah. Then nine months later, Tony Collette is giving a speech about forensic psychology, and Eddie Redmayne is Where looking is at like a, a scrapbook on a stage. <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> but who's the audience? Q- no. To like psychology <laughs> students or something. Or like she's at like a conference. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, and Eddie Redmayne is creating a scrapbook filled with news articles about uh, the case prison? of like, no, 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 he's out. He like got Served acquitted or whatever. No, he never went to in prison. In the scrapbook, it says. The scrapbook the, is news articles title. about like this psychopathic teenager made it look like his friend killed him. So Eddie wins basically. Oh, okay, okay. And then. So Tony proved that. But then Tony's speech ends with like, when two psychopaths meet, one of them becomes the dominant and the other one becomes the submissive. <gasps> and when two psychopaths get together, they might commit crimes that they wouldn't have had they remained separate. And then it goes to Eddie Redmayne on a bus and he like approaches another like kid, his own, like another Tom Sturridge basically. Oh. And is like, <laughs> you like history? <laughs> and it's implied that Eddie's about to become the dominant in the next psychopath relationship and mm. the movie ends so he is a psychopath yes yes it turns out i did some imdb trivia research the director slash writer intended for this to be a movie about like two psychopaths hmm. which let's talk about whether that was effective i don't what's everybody so. else's ideas i've been talking too much they were two psychopaths weren't they I both think of them. Maybe they were both psychopaths. He was dissecting, uh, you know, uh, animals in the basement of his home. Tom Sturridge was. Tom Sturridge. He had a lot of things in jars. Uh, he was he was leaving clues with blood and yeah, uh, but, creeping around. He was an absolute psychopath. But where was the proof that Eddie was? Nowhere. Yeah, Eddie seemed normal until the last uh, thirty seconds of the yeah, movie. Yeah, the whole movie is Eddie being like disgusted with Tom Sturridge's yeah. behavior. Yeah, well, except for when he first takes him out to prank him to scare him because he's being weird. A psychopathic oh, thing to do. Right. Okay. Yeah. So and that's he so, always says that's what triggered his interest in him anyway. Yeah. So Eddie um, is like the cool guy at his boarding school, and Tom Sturridge is the new kid, and they're made roommates. And Eddie's like, I don't like that this kid um, does taxidermy. In his room, <laughs> he's freak. Yeah, like in his room. He was like, he's freaking me out. It's completely reasonable. He's like, he's like, he's yeah, freaking like me that. out. I'm gonna go like punish him. So, does he like drug him? Yeah, they put like it's chloroform. like chloroform. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, so yeah. he and his friends drug Tom Sturridge and take him on a train. Wait, may, may I drop an anchor real quick? Yeah. His father, who's the uh, headmaster. Oh, yeah. Yes. I like that. Eddie's father. Eddie's father. Yes. He says that, you know, you won't have to room with anybody. And then he has him room with this kid. With, with this, Tom. Yeah. Right. And then he's trying to convince his dad to get him to move out. And the dad comes in and sees this whole meth lab of stuff with uh, with animals and jars and like, you know. Fluids. Yeah. Fluids and scalpels and stuff. And he's like, well, he's a smart kid. and Maybe you'll learn something. or something. He made him live with the guy. Yeah. Insane. Well, it's because he and his dad are both in the. Um, they're both in some the like history squad. It's like this old like society for creepy men who kill people. It's like I feel like there's no way to talk about this movie that isn't going to leave uh, somebody who hasn't seen it feeling alienated. Yes, because there's just but having so seen it, I feel alienated. Yeah, like I didn't understand it myself, and I the didn't. The cop is somehow a thing, and I didn't care enough to understand yeah. it because well, things. I well, my thing was that I kept getting caught on little things that I don't think we were supposed to be noticing, like when the cop comes to Tony and he's like, "Hey, I arrested this kid too early, and I don't have evidence. Can you like 
make him confess so that I don't have to like unarrest him. I was like, hey, no. Well, that was that's weird because yeah, he was no in the order too. The cop is in the order of the Brotherhood. Yeah, the dads were in, so that's why they were trying to. They were trying to spin it a certain way, just because they knew all the families were involved. Yeah, like in this crime, were in that society, but it's not yeah. explained. But that's why the cop and the, the charged him early. I think not Tom. I'm sorry. Who's the other one? Um, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, Eddie was also in the society. Could even so why were they refer to him? them as like nice boy and bad boy because that was their thing throughout the movie. It was just Eddie Redmayne being like moody, but well, yeah, not I that mean, bad. And then Tom Sturridge like being evil. Yeah, very brooding and um, and and, and Eddie. Okay, what really pissed me off about this movie was every scene between Eddie Redmayne and Tony Collette. Because Tony would be, it actually, now that I think about it, Eddie Redmayne was just playing Ted Bundy. Because did you ever watch that, uh, okay. the Ted Bundy tapes on yes. Netflix, yeah, yeah, the yeah. old interviews with him? Ugh. That whole thing is just the interviewer being like, so why did you kill all those people? And Ted Bundy being like, if you take a handful of water from a river and then put it into a puddle, <laughs> is it still river water? And it's like... Can well, yes, it is River Water, but did he kill him? And can he's like, you well. just answer a question? And that's every scene well, yeah, between Eddie Redmayne and Tony Collette. Yeah, and in this he acts movie. like a psychopath in the first scene, though. He yeah. definitely does. And he's like, um, he's like, I love Gestalt. And she's like, <laughs> Gestalt? I'm a psychologist. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really feel like she, like, she did a, you know, she her usual best, but she did not. It felt so weird to have her in this movie. It felt yeah. so weird. It was like, why is she. It felt like, why does the character exist? Because the character right. doesn't really do anything. She did not play a very prominent role. I gotta tell you, you said come in with an opinion. I did not like this movie. This movie was not clear to me. Uh, the yeah. symbols of, like, even the, the copying in this order were the lighter. At mm -hmm. no point did they just do a shot of the lighter that has a symbol that matches the symbols in the books. It's all just, like, you know, just not very direct. Yeah. None of this was very direct. Well, and if there was, now that I'm learning about the actual ending, now that... There's no actual payoff with the Oh, there's no the payoff order at all whatsoever. The society. Yeah, the secret society is just background information. So that's what that then that's just sloppy to me. Also, why yeah. also like I feel like <laughs> if you're going to have all of these complicated things, the audience has to be emotionally invested in at least a character. Yeah. And every character there was not a single Truly a sympathetic character. No. I liked his movie. friend who died ten minutes too in. soon. Yeah. Oh no! I felt well, bad for the other. Friend. He was kind of the, you know he's the fat first and thing, fun. The first Neville thing that I ass. noticed, <laughs> first thing he did was come and do a Hitler salute and That's say, "What true. are we gonna do, he Fuhrer?" Was, you know, in the basement, uh, boys. And I was like, boys, "Hey." Humor. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And then Good Boy Eddie's like, "Hey, let's let's put our." I had just down. seen Jojo Rabbit. I was not, ready not okay with it. Well, I just feel I don't know. Yeah, you're there was no sympathy. I mean, even Tony. Well, I did relate to her when she got home and opened the bottle of wine. I was gonna say yeah. that's my prop. That was my number one prop that she had was mm. the bottle of wine in the beginning. Save your props. Save your props. Oh shit! Well, I have two others. Well, that's mine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just didn't think she really did a lot. Yeah. I think at least she was British again. At least she was British. I like her being British. That was good. I liked her bangs. Loved her hair. Yeah, super good. Yeah. I Oh, um, maybe this is, 
I think we're not really going in any specific. Uh, well, it seems like we're not doing specific scenes today. No. <laughs> but um, I wanted to talk about Tony real quick, since we took so long last time to get to talk about her. Oh right. But um, she. I found out that she has like two. I don't know if you've seen a lot of Tony Collette movies. Uh, this one and and Hereditary. Okay, so creepy ones. Yes. So usually she has at least two modes as a, an actor that she's in, I feel like. Um, this is, detec- I call it Detective Tony, where <laughs> she's like a, a professional. She's doing that now on Netflix, that kind of like, oh, yeah. you know. and then, Or like um, Shaft, very business. Like She might have some a minor romance storyline, but for, for the most part, she's a pretty normal woman who's very career-oriented and ready to prove yeah. to the world that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. There's that Tony, and then there's the um, batshit Tony, uh, which <laughs> Party is most, Tony. most of her roles. Yes. Um, but she flip-flops a lot. Maybe that was why she was a good choice for, like... A podcast? United States of Terror. Oh. <laughs> like, playing multiple <laughs> roles or oh, characters. Oh, yeah, that is hmm. true. She's good at being insane. She's good at being professional. A mom... <laughs> Um. What else? She Disney. plays a great mom. Oh, and the best friend. <laughs> yeah. I m- must know what is the fascination with with Tony Collette. Oh well, her filmography is just so varied. I mean, I know that you you don't think so because all you've seen is like so. minds and hereditary. Yes. So yes. from that, you could assume that she mostly does thrillers. Um. She also. You didn't see Little Miss Sunshine. I did. She's the mom. She's the mom in Little Miss Sunshine. Oh my god. She's also like the mom in the Sixth Sense. The mom in the sixth yes. sense. Uh, she does great with comedy. Yeah, she's very um, funny. Yeah, and she has very, I feel like, just just sort of this iconic presence to her. Like she just seemed like to me, she's just been a figurehead. Well, now especially, it's kind of like, why did you start the podcast about Tony? But Collette? especially, it's like I feel like once I learned Tony Collette's name, I never forgot it. Sure. Like I well, would, like I would watch everything. the, yeah, yeah, and I would watch the Sixth Sense when I was a kid, you know, and I would, I watched the Sixth Sense, and the number one thing I took away from that movie was that the mom was a great actress. <laughs> number one. And then when I saw Little Miss Sunshine, <clears throat> I would be like, oh, it's the mom from the Sixth Sense. And then with like United States of Terra, I was like, it's the mom from the Sixth Sense, <laughs> and Little Miss Sunshine. And then with Hereditary. It's, the <laughs> it's like she's cutting off her own head. <laughs> Don't spoil the ending of her Reddit. It is wild. Now that you mention it, I've seen a ton of her. Yeah, I've seen all these. Yeah, she's well, a very like u- like utility player. I would say she, she's the number one actor that everybody knows that nobody really knows her name. Actor and musician. Yeah. yeah. And musician. Oh, you did your research. I did my research. She's from uh, Blacktown, uh, Australia, <laughs> and she plays. She sings. She does. And an animal rights activist, despite. Uh, all of the like-mind dead animal, right? Uh, what yeah. happens? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> if we're going to spoil Hereditary, um, <laughs> do we think that Hereditary stole the getting your head knocked off by like a street pole <laughs> thing <laughs> from, from the way that his friend dies in this movie? Because he's literally leaning out of a train car. Well, but I don't think we know what happened. And his gets head. like. He just he it's his whole body. That, that was such a scary scene. To that me. was cool. That was the way they shot. Even that. and uh, this I'm just shitting all of his movies, but even in that scene, he's holding onto a handle and the handle's getting loose, mm-hmm. and then the handle breaks. And as the handle breaks, he ends up back on the car. So the whole loose handle was irrelevant to him <laughs> falling off the train. 
It's like they well, built yeah. it up in this weird right. way, and it just never. They he fell off the train because because he could have gotten Tom. grabbed and because he was too scared of Tom Sturridge, who is also named Nigel in the movie, and yeah. Eddie Redmayne is named Alex. Just just so we don't get accused of libeling, li- <laughs> libeling their oh whatever. Lives. Nobody listens to this. Eddie Redmayne's rich now. Uh, what do you think of Eddie Redmayne? Yeah, I like him. I dig him. I haven't seen him in anything besides the first hour of Les Mis. And the only reason I never finished it was because I was watching it at school and, you know, school period. You didn't ended. see Fantastic Beasts? Obviously, I didn't see Fantastic Beasts. You're you the only person who saw Fantastic Beasts. I am not. I saw Fantastic Beasts. The what? first one. Didn't you didn't see, see the first <laughs> one, Sam? No. Why? Because I didn't want to. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yes. I just simply was not interested. The second one is not How good. How is that possible? <laughs> the second one is not good. I want to say I did not. He does a, something when he acts where he'll be speaking and then he'll have like a little blase, like his eyes look away kind of in a corner. And I would never buy it. And the whole movie he was doing this to Tony. Oh. And it was like really just disgusting me. Like if I was, <laughs> if I was interviewing some kid, if I was like interrogating them and they were just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah whatever, man. True. There, there are moments where Eddie seems so, like you were saying, blasé about the fact that he's being investigated for murder. And his big defense is, I didn't do it. And he pushes, I didn't do it, up to the point where they're alone in a room towards the end of the movie, and she goes, well, how do I know you didn't kill him? And he goes, I didn't kill him. And, like, that was it. <laughs> that was his whole shit. Yeah. And she was a psychologist, forensics. She didn't see any of this coming. She was being Bruce Willis. Yeah. Kind of. Yes. Hey, there was a scene when they were in class. I'm just going through my notes. Hey. There was a scene where they were in class and one kid poked another kid with a cattle prod. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I like uh, tased him. Yeah. It was a real, like, blink and you miss it type thing, and it was never brought up again. Well, remember, and then when and they did that weird experiment And it only happened once at the very beginning the of the scene. When they did that experiment in the school basement yes. with, like, uh, they blew up a bug or something. Guys, let's talk about this. They were I making they were making bombs. It was also they were making bombs in the basement. And then they're like, oh, he's so, it was in the same scene that they were like, he's so weird, he's doing taxidermy. <laughs> I'm like, you're just you're yeah. blowing up bugs. What the hell was that? That doesn't make any sense. I'm liking this movie. <laughs> the less we talk about it. <clears throat> yeah. Nobody has a, a true answer about any of this. They were on the train with the bombs, lighting bombs off in the train, but there was no reason for any of it. What did they take off the train in the beginning? Oh, my God. There were these little orange pods. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was a heist movie, the first scene. Me too. Mm. Also, the train, No one ever. no one else ever wrote it. And no one else ever yeah. drove it. <laughs> <laughs> and they just let these kids on at all hours of the day. You know what station? only kill people on the train. <laughs> so it's like, what? There was always like one bystander in all black with a hat covering his eyes. He was probably, uh, you know. Asleep. Asleep or dead. You He's know probably. what else the movie reminded me of was, um, you need to talk, we need to talk about Kevin. Oh, yeah. Um, have you seen that? No. Uh, Ezra, Ezra Miller, oh also of Fantastic Beasts. Yes. Um, Tilda Swinton. <laughs> in a role Tony could have also played. In a role Tony <laughs> could have played. It's her grappling with the fact that her son did a school shooting. And wow. it's told like half flashback, it's, half It's very much now. similar to this, actually, kind of. Wow. A little bit. In yeah. flashback, in the ex- sense. In the and structure. also the fucked up teenage boy. Situation. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, there's this scene. Oh, 
I don't even want to talk okay, about Okay, I'm so done <laughs> with movies where we have to pretend that fucked up teenage boys are all geniuses. Yeah, sure. I know, I all these movies that are like this 16-year-old's criminal mastermind <laughs> who has bangs and they're spiky. Like, no, he's not. Yeah, fuck this guy. He had like great handwriting and was drawing disgusting pictures yeah. and like playing with dead animals and uh, he had no redeeming qualities as a person. And you know what I think, though? I think that this movie made it, might have slightly been satirizing that because that one scene when he is in like, it's right after the friend dies and then Eddie Redmayne's like in class and he's watching him read like a smut fic to the <laughs> class while he's just like reflecting. Oh my God, I forgot. I felt him inside my mind. He was in my mind. Yeah, it was very. And yeah. I was like, so obviously though, like his Tom Surge's character like reading like, her lips were on him wet and and I'm just like ew obviously this guy's like an incel yeah. why do we never talk like this why <clears throat> why what there was so much unaddressed <laughs> sexual tension between oh the I was two like they might as well have had them just they might out as at one well, point if they yeah. were gonna have him later there was like, one moment they were mom. nose to nose oh my god we weren't even getting into the Oedipus the thing yet. The Oedipus thing. What was that about? There was like yeah. three women in this movie. One was Tony, who you said didn't matter. The other one was the mom, who got shot in the stomach by the dad. Yeah. And then and the, slept with her son. Yeah. The third was the girl that someone had a crush on, who also who got, killed. got killed, and her head was then missing. Two out of three women in this movie get killed horribly. Wait, they took her head off. Yeah. At the end. Oh wait, yes, at the very end. Oh, oh that's right. I don't know. Tony gets that was, called. That was like to last like, minute. That was the last minute thing. Like Tony, as, she, as they roll. Tony the gets called to the graveyard where that wait, girl is, is buried. Wait, is this the last scene? Like, yes. This is the second to last scene. Oh, so the last um, scene is right. the psychopath the train. thing. Last La- scene is no, train. no, no, no. It's like third to last scene. Tony's giving a psychopath speech to like a conference. Oh. Then she leaves, gets called to the graveyard where they're like. Hey, somebody just robbed the grave of that girl that Eddie Redmayne had a crush on, oh, Lord. and they took her head. Mm-mm. And Tony's like, "What? It's like this. It, it. That's what Tom Sturridge had asked Eddie to do before dying. Right. And then it goes to Eddie Redmayne on a bus, and he approaches oh, okay. the kid who's going to be his next. So Tony's not psychopath. seen again after that. What did he do with Correct. the head? Um, he needs it for the power of the society. Yeah. <laughs> he puts it on a stick and he taps the guy on the shoulder. Wait, on a so train what is with like, yeah, this fucking my, my Tony girlfriend. trend of headlessness? Yeah, right. She's like, oh, a script with a decapitation? Sign me <laughs> up. Or more? Yeah, that's <laughs> <a multiple. thing. laughs> um, Yeah, no. That's just fucked up. Well, yeah, also, yeah. okay, so the Oedipus thing. What the fuck was the point of that? There was no point. It was just more and more disgusting. I guess maybe like, to layers. show like how Tom Sturridge had become a psychopath in the first place. His fucked up parents. Yeah. Sure. But even that was just like so. It, that was a. a but it doesn't f- a three like click. It was implied no. that he set, and then because right after that, this was right before my thing, paused. Eddie Redmayne was like, "Oh, you set this all up, didn't you?" Like him 
literally sleeping with his mom just to get him to come over. I'm trying to pretend like I even knew he was sleeping with the mom. I'm learning this just now. Oh, you didn't know I know the Polaroids, yeah, and the dad bad. finds the Polaroids, but I didn't realize the Polaroids were you his didn't mom. Realize she was in her bra, and he was in a tank top. Yeah, I thought, yeah I thought that they... I uh, really that, didn't. I was like, I was watching it. I was like, did he again, fuck his not mom? spelled well, yeah, out. because there wasn't like a, a, at least like a few second frame where it was like that was uh, explained. It was yeah. just them in the bed, and you had to kind of figure it out. Based Why on are what they the dad doing that? Saying. The satisfying part of movies is when they hand you what you want. So, like in an alien movie, they'll show you like a glimpse for like forty-five minutes, and then there's gonna be one moment when they just show you the alien, and that's like, yeah. oh yeah. This they just they just avoided that the whole movie. This mm-hmm. reminded me though of Lillian's story, which is one of our earlier films we talked about, which is a lot of gratuitous, um, obscene, horrible, terrifying things oh, for no yeah. reason. And I think this movie kind of played off of that. Um, at least with the subtext of there being an actual psychopath. At least we have that. But then there's just like, why do we need another unspeakable, horrible character trait to have? Like, we we already, he already dissected a teenage girl in a greenhouse yeah, before true. he slept with his mom and then shot his Is this dad. also an Australian movie? It's an Australian-English collab. Uh, this one was an Australian-UK collab. Yeah, yes. Australian-English collab. Which okay. is why it actually oh, Lillian's oh. story. Oh, wait, that also was Australian. Wait, was it? It was. I forget. It was okay. Australian. Uh, no, it was British, right? I have no idea. It was Maybe it was a collab. I want to watch Whenever they collab, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> this, that's why this movie has two titles. Oh, yeah. What's the uh, second Like Minds, otherwise known as Murderous Intent. Uh, which yes. is when it comes up on which is Like Minds is way better. Yeah, Like Minds is better. So I guess, oh, well, that title kind of fits the whole psychopath yeah. brother thing. I mean, there's also early on when he's like, have you heard of twinning? I'm like, oh, <laughs> twinning, that's what they're doing. I don't know. I wish there was a little more supernatural mind control. Yeah. There's a decent amount. But not like... A lot of just like them looking at each other from across a room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was more than enough for myself. I just... Uh, the the moment when <laughs> Tom Sturridge finally tells Eddie why he's so fucking weird, basically. Like, Eddie, for this whole movie, has been like, why are you obsessed with taxidermy? Why are you always doing taxidermy in our room? Why are you, <laughs> why are you so weird? And finally, finally, Tom Sturridge is like, you ever seen a card deck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he shows him, like, the knight card. It's a jack. It's a jack. And he's like, do you know what a jack is? A jack is a knight. And you're like a knight. Do you know what I am? I'm a spade. Do you know what a spade is? It's the end of an implement used for killing, (laughs) like a knife or a sword. That's what I am. And we're going to kill people together. The fact that that was the big, like, right, revelation. thing. You know what's funny is that when he pulled the card out, I thought it was the Joker. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I'd already written down earlier, like, oh, my God, this is the Joker. <laughs> Do you know how I got these dead squails and sliced them open? I've not seen the new Joker movie. I don't want to pay for it also, myself either. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see it um, next week, hopefully, with my, like, AMC movie pass thing. Good. Right. You know how AMC You have the, that now? Yeah. I'm so mad because they destroyed MoviePass, but I, at I least know. they have something else. Well, MoviePass was already dead before they 
introduced no, it. No, but they like nobody AMC used always AMC. fought. AMC oh. was the one. They didn't allow movie pass at their theaters. There is a long um, pattern of them talking about like Catholic history in this movie. The Templars. They yes. keep talking about the That's Templars. That's the thing about and the Da Vinci Code, actually. Yeah. I like that scene when okay. he was in class. And he was kind of showing oh, up the teacher. Oh, and he stands up like, to the teacher. I know about the crusade. Yeah. And then you see Nigel or uh, uh, not oh, Tom. Somebody. Nigel. I don't know. Right? Oh, Jesus. The evil kid. Evil. The evil. Yeah, Nigel Yeah, he's Tom. like looking up at him with the eyes of like, yeah. I like I like your smarts. Well, that was Yeah, man, I'm going to show you a jack of cards. <laughs> you know what that reminded me of, Sam, was uh, Spring Awakening. Oh, yes. He's very Melchior. But like evil. Yeah. He's Melchior. Oh, oh, I totally, f- we, f- we skimmed over this, but I wanted to say there is this really fucked up, this is after the friend dies, and then he comes into his room, and there's a package, and it says, addressed to an insolent young man, and he opens it, and it's a hand, Oh my god! and then he uh, yeah. runs away and throws up, and then he tells Tony, he's like, that's right, the hand was gone when I got back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony's like, do you know if it was... Like, do, are you sure it was your friend's hand? And she's like, he's like, he's like, who the fuck else's hand would that be? <laughs> Which is true. Who is mailing me a <laughs> random hand? He's but like, I think he like, had a hand in the matter. Mm. No, yeah, because Maybe. then, no. oh, that's what the funny part is. Is in the next scene, he's like trying to avoid evil kid because he's like obviously knows he sent him the hand, and then yeah. he's doing his homework and he's struggling, and then yes. the friend comes in and uh, Tom comes in and goes. Need a hand? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and then Tom hands him a fully completed copy of the essay assignment, and mm-hmm. he's like, "I did your essay for you," and hands it to him. And then it goes to an Eddie Redmayne voiceover going, oh, yeah. "How did he know what my essay topic was?" He knew what I needed. He yeah. gave it to me all. It was perfect. And the teacher comes up to him. And he's like, "Yeah, you did a really good job, man." Oh yeah, he's like this. He's like everybody else's essay sucked except for yours. Also, okay, while they were talking about Catholic history, which keeps coming up in this movie, they keep talking about how like the Catholics killed Beckett, and Samuel somehow Beckett? for this entire movie, I thought they were talking about Samuel Beckett. So did I. Likewise. And I was like, I hate this movie, man. I was like, yeah, waiting for Godot sucks. They should have killed him. <laughs> the Pope in medieval times killed. I was like, I, w- I was like, Samuel. on this matter and this matter alone, I am siding with the Catholic Church here. Who is Beckett? Samuel Beckett should have been suppressed. His name ended up later on. Finally, they refer to him with his like first and last name. It's like Thomas Beckett or Matthew Beckett or something. I'm sure and we're I was supposed like, to know who oh, he is. Oh, not Samuel. Also, when they do the play. Christ. Um, when they do the play later on, the priest is like, this play is called Beckett. And I was like, oh, yeah. they're doing like a bunch of Samuel Beckett. <laughs> it's like a Samuel Beckett showcase. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought it was more of like Brecht. Oh. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know what Brecht means, please. Um, I don't know what I just meant by that. Um, I just want to say something that I think is funny. The budget for this film was $8 million. Are you serious? Everybody go around, huh. all two of you, and say how much you think it made. Oh, my God. Time. $200. <laughs> okay, realistically, like... Um, uh, um, 2500 No, it had to be millions. How yeah, much it right. made in the box office? Well, since you're um, acting strange, I, I'm guessing really I mean, low. Yeah, what the fuck? Okay, maybe... maybe one million. I'm also trying to figure out how much you think Tony got paid to be in this movie. Ooh. She had to be like a third of this budget. Yeah. Yeah, because she was already. Because the writer director like requested her specifically. 
Well, he and was writing no the screenplay. He was she, like, she's the only I redeeming quality Collette of this movie to play this role. There are, there's no other like big names in it. Yeah. I mean, Eddie Redmayne is now, but he wasn't then. He wasn't yeah. then. This was his first feature film. Half half a million. Let's see, half a million. Okay, well, I, 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 I yeah, thought that you, mm, it made eight hundred and eighty thousand dollars worldwide. Oh my god, that's really pathetic, man. Well, it made some more today because I rented it. <laughs> There's <laughs> some like the press guy in his in his room looking at a stock thing like oh my god it's working on my Amazon TV or well, whatever it is it's a it made me it tried to make me pay ten dollars to rent this movie why'd in you rent SD. it I can oh my, uh, my links don't really always work uh, the ones that Sam sends me because I have an iPad and I don't have uh, pop up control but um I did not pay ten dollars iTunes has it for free thank God because oh, if I had paid ten dollars for this. That would have been a waste of time. This is a straight to Sorry, whatever guys. Australia has the CVS. This is a Disney direct to video sequel. <laughs> I read this review. Do you mind if we go off topic for just a minute? Please, because I want yeah, yeah, yeah. to. I want to read you guys a review that I found of this. Of no, of the classic classic Disney movie, Tarzan and Jane. Oh, the direct-to-video sequel. Yes. <laughs> because it's actually a compilation of episodes from that TV show. Oh, it's from episodes from the TV show? No, it's like... Yeah, it is. Uh, no. Well, they did that a lot. Like, Disney would do, like, direct-to-video sequels, and they were actually just, like, three episodes of their, like, TV show version of that movie. No, this was, like, a movie. Maybe this was, like, a pilot for that TV show. Because I think the animation is similar. Maybe I know too much about Disney. No, keep talking. Sequel. I'm. You know, um, you know a lot about movie. What do you? What's your favorite? What, what do you favorite like? Favorite movie? Um, yeah, top three. Tony Collette mm. movie or? Um, <laughs> sh- yeah, sure. No, no I want no, your no, top no. three of all time. Uh, Cloud Alice. Okay. Um, Perks of Being a Wallflower and okay. probably Boyhood. Nice. Okay. Or no, Lady Bird. Sorry. Oh, what are your top three movies of all time? Um, they're always changing. Be yeah. with you. Right like now. Like a top fifteen that. What are your all. top yeah. three right now? Um, I, I've always loved Indiana Jones. <gasps> Which one? I mean, all of them. I, the third one was the one when I saw Excellent. when I was a kid. That was like so fun. And I'll tell you, as for like uh, again, and I think about this movie we uh, we're talking about, like minds. The symbols of Indiana Jones are so iconic. Yeah. In the idol in the first one, the lighter in the third one, the stones in the second one. They do such a good job of making you obsessed with the symbol. You're this right. this Australian piece of garbage. They just completely sideswiped like the value of the what they were trying to yeah. the world that they were trying to make with these people in a secret society. And he has a lighter, takes the lighter, puts it in the other secret society guy's pocket, and is like, "I don't need this anymore." Mm-hmm. And um, I followed none of it. I love and, Indiana yes. Jones. Yeah, they're so they're so fun. I I I, I can never decide if I like. Uh, Last Crusade or Raiders. More. As I got older, I like Raiders more, but Last Crusade was so fun. Symbol of Doom, I actually like. I I do as well. It's just a little creepy Maybe it's and a little disgusting problematic now. Um, the bugs made well. me hate bugs. The uh, beating heart in my hands. Yeah, I've never seen those movies. Kali Ma, Hupsy Daisy. Have you seen any Indiana Jones? No, oh, I found this review this of Tarzan and Jane. I have an Indiana Jones three podcast, so it's only about the third movie. <gasps> Shut up! No, you. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Wait, but can you make one? Or do you want to make one right now? <laughs> Bye, Sam. Well, no, but I, I would highly encourage this. <laughs> All right. 
Listen to this review of Tarzan versus Jane. This reviewer and this comes... Tarzan versus Jane. You just heard. <laughs> <laughs> rumble Freddy in the jungle. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne versus this, uh, what? this comes from a website called um, Film Freak Central. The website doesn't exist anymore. It's on archive of our own. If you go on the Wikipedia page for Tarzan and Jane, uh, it's under references. <laughs> Like most other Disney direct-to-video sequels, Tarzan and Jane was poorly scripted, looped in a tin can, and abominably animated. <laughs> it's not even up to the standard of a cheap Saturday morning cartoon. We're talking Nintendo 64 here. Oh the God. second Disney foray into the realm of everyone's favorite late Victorian bestiality fantasy, Tarzan and Jane takes a page out of the surreally bad Cinderella 2 by presenting an anthology Ooh. format that breaks up the plotting responsibilities into one. stultifying and manageable chunks it's framing story something to do with the approach of the odd couple's first year anniversary the wisecracking duo of Tur gorilla turk and elephant tantor remind jane of the tumult of t and j's common law existence aside from the suspicious narrative similarities tarzan and jane also resembles cinderella too in its open and hateful misogyny wow uh, did that, you write this who wrote no. this Yes, you did. did You're you? plugging this, your new No, no, your no. New this man, business. Walter is Chaw, is it's his <laughs> name. <laughs> Alias. That's an anagram of your name, Sam. <laughs> to finish the re-education of Ms. Jane Porter, Tarzan and Jane introduces an old ex-boyfriend of Jane's who turns out to be a double agent. No way. Thus, invalidating Jane's judgment and intelligence while punishing her for awakening Tarzan's sexual jealousy and thus disturbing the societal order. The film, in other words, is structured around a woman trying to do right by her man, who is reminded of the time she was robbed of her dignity, by the time her societally unacceptable relationship is redressed by her mate, and the time she was robbed of her dignity again. Consider very carefully the message of this disturbing little trinket and the more glaring technical problem of the piece pale in comparison. Just when things seem like they couldn't get any worse, a couple of songs by Phil Collins and Mandy Moore remind just how deep the bottom can be. <laughs> Mandy Moore. Who is writing this? Walter Chaw. He, how many this is a children's, this is a children's movie. Yes. It's a direct. He's movie. writing this on his computer, and behind him, his kid is walking out a window. Yes. And he's like, the nerve of these people, this movie sucks. To be honest, I'm like so inspired right now to watch, like have a podcast about all of the horrible disney sequels oh from God. like the 90s and early 2000s you know what's crazy they really they're releasing them all on that yes. new disney streaming app literally every movie they've ever made they're just gonna be on there and so i'm like i'm gonna watch all of them you know what's crazy um is that do you remember little mermaid 2 actually good yeah with melody the songs were written by janine tesori <gasps> who later won tony's for fun home and yeah. thoroughly modern I only care about Fun Home. That's a lie. I actually don't know anything about Fun Didn't Home. Didn't she write just... Shrek too? Oh fuck! Did she? Which is also great. Another excellent. Why did Sutton I think Foster that Shrek vehicle. was like Andrew Lippa? You guys are like the characters from Like Minds, where you have like these like insane bodies of knowledge that you kind of like use on each other, and then like will taught this, but also Shrek. Oh no! Oh, that's a really <laughs> the best. That's uh, bad. Sum up of us you guys have time. wild. Uh, Information about this. Who thing. who is your <laughs> dream like mind duo partner? <laughs> and in this partnership, oh are you the dominant or the submissive? Oh, good uh, it's question. Such a such a taunting question. Um, I would have to be the dominant, lest I, I leave here with my tail between my legs, and my duo would have to be 
um, you know, my, my dear friend whose name is also Ryan. Uh-oh. What is it about Ryan that makes you think that you two could be psychopaths Because together? it's very similar. It's a yin-yang thing where it, when you put both the minds together, it creates like a nice hole. And we got like uh, anything I just don't know or in a conversation, he'll pick up all my slack. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nice. So, it makes well, a nice so Sam, you're That's obviously beautiful. mine. Yes. Um, and how I'm yours. I and would be your sub, right? I don't know. I think that you we see a little switch dummy. off. You got like a leather yeah. jacket, you know? Yeah, yeah that's I didn't all. Bring I'm all today. talk. Yeah, I'm all talk too, though. Yeah. So I guess maybe we need different psycho points. <laughs> yeah. This Disney thing. Um, <laughs> the sequels, I never watched so much. Did you guys ever see these? The Like Snow White, Snow White, um, Merlin, this ilk of... Merlin? Yeah. Excalibur. Oh, you mean... I what guess. you mean these those movies? Sword in the Stone, is what it was. You mean old Disney movies? Old are you Disney asking us movies. if we've ever seen old Disney? First of all, how old are you that you're asking us if we've ever seen Snow White? I uh, I I'm 29, and um, you're five years older than us. Yeah. You can't be like oh your generation. You we well, I uh, I just remember watching these. This was like a, this was a different genre of stuff when it came out with like Mulan and these yeah. other movies. Everything was then 3D. But well, so you were. Like already headed rapidly towards middle school when, oh, when Tarzan yeah. came out. That yeah. makes sense. Okay, uh, maybe a little younger. Yeah, you know younger. what it is? Age differences matter more in childhood. Yeah. Because if you were ten course, and we yeah. were five, obviously yeah. we would have been watching different. Well, now stuff. that we're older, we are all the same but age. These, but these yeah. old Disney ones, the old uh, One Hundred and One oh, Dalmatians, is a a hundred percent in a my masterpiece. Book. The part when the dogs are Running barking out into the country. And it, all the dogs have different voices. The and Twilight stuff. Bark. The Twilight Bark. I've seen every uh, every film in the 101 Dalmatians franchise. Oh my god. Um, there are many of them. I think that I've only seen 102 Dalmatians. That one's excellent. Okay, you got. No, the... that one scared me because I didn't like the stuff with Cruella being like in an insane asylum. She was in prison. Or prison, whatever. She was crazy. <laughs> and she got let out in the first three minutes. She was very yeah, mar- but very the first uh... three minutes scared me. <laughs> Remember that trailer for that and movie? W- no, the trailer. Bow where... wow wow that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> <When it> was... <laughs> bow wow. <laughs> Remember? Do that remember again. That? that song oh, made its wow, way wow. into like 15 different trailers. <laughs> yippee yo, yippee yo. <laughs> yes, I literally. Oh, they're all so good. I need to write a report on which. Um, the 101 top. Dimensions, the two Original thugs. One of them is Hugh Jones. Laurie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A young oh. Hugh Laurie. And the other one is Arthur Weasley. Arthur oh. Weasley. <laughs> I remember when he walked on. When he walked, his name's Horace and that. Oh, yes. When he walked He's into so Harry good. Potter, I was like. Horus? Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Ryan, not, not I want to show you my favorite thing in the entire world. Have yeah. we done this on the Shit. pod before? Yes. What is the title of Harry Potter, book three, chapter five? The Dementor. Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> I was going to do the whole thing. The Dementor. Is the it's name incredible. of that chapter. Yeah. What is the title? I don't have a book here, audience. What is the title of book seven, chapter two? Oh, don't do two. Do like 38. 38? How many chapters are there in book seven? 36. Plus an epilogue. What oh. a clinical psycho. Wait, you said book six? Um, he said book seven. Oh. No, we said book seven. Good, because I'm like saying. Book seven. Six, six only has 30 Book chapters. seven, chapter 29. M- may we? What is our favorite Harry Potter book? The um, third one. Yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban. But yes. Order of the Phoenix yes. is my favorite movie. The Lost Item. Favorite Harry Potter I movie. Nothing, I nothing the movies. I nothing the movies. Okay. You don't I, know I the movies. 
I don't know them. Oh, you, did you just I mean, I, I nothing them. I was so attached to the books that the movies betrayed uh, my idea of really? what it was so much I could never clean Because you were older. Perhaps. Oh, that makes sense. Because I... F- because when Sorcerer's Stone came out, we, we were, were like six. six. Yeah. And I had just read the book right before in anticipation of... only. So I had I had only seen read one of the books before I, I saw the movie. Not the first movie. Yeah. I hadn't read any of the books when I saw the first mm-hmm. movie. I remember I saw the first movie when I got it on DVD for my first communion and my mom made me wait a week before I could watch it because it was about magic and she was like I will not let your communion be wow. soiled so by you have witchcraft. like a two wow. week kind of period when you're so holy that yeah. you can taint yourself yeah. <laughs> yeah it might not have been a week it might have been like a day what like a I couldn't watch it on my communion day I had to wait they don't the want you that w- makes more involving sense. in witchcraft or Ouija boards or any of that stuff they take it seriously. It's so funny yeah. because Harry Potter is like the least witchy, actually witchy I know. thing oh, ever. Yeah. I know. But people assume it. But I'm like, literally look at all this media, like Sabrina, like um, shit like that, American Horror Story, like Hocus Pocus even, like shit, like the wit- like actual satanic, like things that have been written about witches in the real world, like Salem, that kind of stuff is yeah. in all that stuff. And it's used. But in Harry Potter, it's like made up Latin words. <laughs> and then the Catholic Church was so offended by it for so yeah. long. They still are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just constantly picking fights. We circled speaking back to Fantastic Beasts. Spe- speaking, ba- <laughs> speaking of speaking of Catholics being terrible, much of this movie takes place in a Catholic boarding school where it's Eddie Redmayne's dad is the headmaster and also like kind of an asshole. It seems like everything about the school is terrible. And it seemed like the school scenes, like maybe part of the reason it, I was thrown off was the school scenes seemed like they took place in like the 1800s. Yes. And then Tony Collette's just like in 2006 drinking wine. Yeah. It's so true. It so did all. It all looked like Harry Potter. And whenever the characters the, look like Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, it's always snowing out, and they're just like walking. Whenever the cops fields. show up in a flashback, or like, like she goes to his house, I'm like, wait, are they in different centuries? Yeah. Even the train looked like a train in like Dubai or something. Oh, yeah. It had. A, it looks like the Polar Express. It did. Right. Oh my god, that's funny because I just saw a meme about the Polar Express characters. Who would Tom and Hanks it, they have included played Mark in this Zuckerberg. movie? <laughs> um, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Um, he would have played. He would have played the headmaster though. No. I, no. I could see him the as cop. like. I could see him as somebody sitting next to the headmaster when Eddie asks to be released from dinner early, and he's like. She's like munching go. on like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, let him go, my friend. He would have been the, the teacher. He could have saved them. He could have. Oh, the nice teacher. Yeah. Remember the ginger teacher? No. The one who's like, he goes up to him and he's like, hey, um, can people read minds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a little like extra like, help kind of thing. Oh, no, like, I hated that teacher because well, his response. Again, that's, that scene. His response like, is so fucking stupid. He's like, Red. nobody understands the mind. Trying to understand the mind is like trying to understand the universe. By Flashback the way, to Tony Collette, whose job is to understand the mind. <laughs> so let's talk about how Tony just decided to go into this uh, house with I want to know no what the fuck she warrant. was thinking. Best, that was best scene. And... Uh, this yeah, is um. She was her being best literally this movie, Robin Williams in the night listening. This movie is copaganda. <sighs> copaganda. Yeah. Yeah. No, just for Tony though. No, because also we completely skate past the 
like police misconduct. That's true. He hits the seventeen-year-old like, up front. You're not gonna report me, are you? Yeah. He goes to her house yeah. with a bottle of wine and is like, "Hey, well, yeah, you know, friends are friends." Because I get that we're not supposed to. By the end, we're not supposed to sympathize with the cop, and we're not supposed to sympathize with Eddie Redmayne. But the idea that Tony, who's supposed to be maybe like the only good person in this movie, is just totally like, if anything, she's a little bit annoyed by the fact that this cop is trying to arrest Eddie Redmayne based on nothing. And when she finally, like, breaks into that house, she's like, oh, well, you were being an asshole, too. Like, it just, it it seems like it doesn't have any real stakes for her. And that, to me, really made me dislike her character. Mm -hmm. But I think that it was more so just that the screenwriter, instead of, like, addressing police misconduct as like a real thing was sure. like let's talk about card games and secret societies and mind control and it's like right here we have like a real thing right <laughs> and she really yeah she really didn't have any motivation at all yeah. beyond like a tiny um i mean she knew that she knew this was a movie where she could just kind of the boy collect who was a check. manipulating yeah. her said you have to go to the house there's evidence there and it's going to they're going to get rid of it Soon. Oh yeah. So well, you have to oh, go. Oh, because he, the society was going to clear out. And then she she listened to him, which was why. Uh, you know, you could also just if you're a cop, you could just say like, okay, so guys, we have to collect evidence from this house. But instead, yeah. she just like went on her own accord with a flashlight. And I was like, why? And it was so creepy. She went in the basement. She was like, I'm like Tony, you're gonna get caught. I mean, obviously she doesn't because the embalmed bodies are in the basement too. Yeah. So for the record, no you collect the those. They're now not admissible as evidence. Right. So, oh yeah, but all those Polaroids of like the girl and stuff. Wait, were they of his mom? I think they were the Polaroids of his mom. Yeah, because they're yeah, the he, same ones that show up again later. But and she looked like she looked like the girl. She looked who was like killed. Eddie Redmayne's crush. And that, that why would we recognize? Okay, his mom was legit. Like the, the actress was seconds. maybe five years older than him. Also, right. she also had like fiery red hair and looked nothing like him. Yeah. It made no sense as a mom. This movie was a stinker. I did not like it. I, the fact that we are going over this, I thought that it was like one of these movies that went over my head because it was so clever. And then yeah. we're talking about this and I'm realizing. Oh, no. Like, while they, I was They had no fucking clue it. what they were, they were writing. This is bad, bad writing. I, and While I was watching it, I was like, this is a screenwriter that just put down some weird metaphors on a page and was like, it's deep because it's incoherent. Yeah. I like my. I'm going to read my last, like, my notes. So I take notes on my phone, like, in the notes app in my last, like, ten right here. Mm-hmm. They all just, they only make sense to me. So I'm going to read the Joker card, LOL. Or the Jack, <laughs> never mind. And then, ew, which is about when he finds the girl's body with her intestines hanging in the <laughs> window. And then I said, why is she going in the basement without a warrant? She's Robin Williams and Night Listener. <laughs> detective mode, Tony. Two modes of Tony, detective and batshit. And then the last two are, no thanks, please don't fuck the body, and Oedipus? <laughs> <laughs> and then it stopped. My last my last two notes are, whoa, it's the title of the movie, when Tony Collette is giving yeah. her speech on the psychopaths. Oh. Because she says, it's called Can't Like Mine. That's, that is a, a telltale sign of a shit movie. When at some point in the movie they say they the say title. The oh, title. Oh, oh, I would have been in the movie stand up and go, um, it's called Murderous Intent. <laughs> 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 so, 
So wait, which title is the Australian title and which title is the British title? Murderous Intent must be Australian. Yeah, no, because I think that I read that, like, the title was changed to Murderous Intent for, like, some release in other countries. To make more money. In the UK, the original Harry Potter was... Swastika Stone. What a fucking nut. (laughs) Yeah, nobody knows that except for me. (laughs) I know that. I got it early. I got it early, a bootleg one, and it was from the UK, and it was Philosopher's Stone. I thought it would have been nice. My friend had that. He was like, thought it was so cool. He was like, "Look at me, I have a British copy." I mean, your friend would, uh, would be like mine. Remember (laughs) when every bootleg had a moment where the person sitting in front of the bootlegger at the theater would stand up to go to the bathroom? Oh my god! Oh yeah, that's like Broadway bootlegs. (laughs) Whenever they clap and lights are up in the house, they just Mm -hmm. throw the camera in there in their crotch. (laughs) There's that one next to normal bootleg where you could hear people audibly crying during the second act. <laughs> oh my god. I want to be in a bootleg. Me too. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be a great movie credit. I, don't I was know. in the bootleg of, uh, you know. I don't know <laughs> what Andy Miantis' problem <laughs> is. What? I don't know what Andy Miantis' problem is. Who, who is that? The blonde he's guy? This, no, he's this Broadway actor who's always tweeting but about how much blonde? he hates bootlegs. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh, because yeah. it's so affordable to go see Broadway I know. shows. Oh, and Lin-Manuel Miranda quit Tumblr because people were making Hamilton gifts out of, like, bootleg. That's why he quit Tumblr? Yeah. He was like, I keep seeing gifts of my show. You better be glad they're doing that. Exactly. That means you have a young audience. I'm like, oh, you're like you're like a voice for the proletariat, but the cheapest ticket to your show costs a thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, it's because all. Or you could enter a literal lottery. The rich people are all the ruling class together. It's you know, it's the whole it's George class Bush solidarity. and Ellen thing. I was like just mines. thinking of that. Who's, who's buying a bootleg and watching it? They know you don't buy. Oh them. no, They're people just on post them on YouTube. And they'll name it like something like inconspicuous or make it unlisted and then just share the link like on their Tumblr. But it's also not like a big deal because it's like, sure, I've watched entire shows on YouTube. I haven't found a movie that I can't find for free online. Well, not like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, But there's the thing like with movies, it's different. But like with with live theater, it's definitely a different experience if you're there than watching it on YouTube. There was one movie for this podcast that I couldn't find a free streaming link for. Um, it? It was called The Last Shot. It was released in like 2004, and it was about Alec Baldwin tricking Matthew Broderick. Um, and then there was like some Australian film that wasn't available even like to buy anywhere. We didn't do that one, right? Yeah, we just didn't do it. I honestly have got to say, this movie makes me miss Japanese story, <laughs> <laughs> which is another movie she did, which is so strange. It's called yeah. Japanese Story because. She's Australian and she falls in love with a Japanese guy who dies, and <laughs> yeah, give it to me. I'm, I'm in. That's pretty much it. Yeah, they're like in the wilderness together. It's for free with ads on Vudu. Yeah. Um. Now I get an ad, an email from Vudu every day. Me too. I don't think it was made for eight million dollars. It's such a small amount of money. Yes. In the scheme of movies, I mean, our movies mm-hmm. are made for like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. But I'm, I mean, it's like a, it's a little upsetting the idea that they had eight million dollars and this is what they did, because yeah. it's not it's not good. And I would expect I feel like, in retrospect, now I'm thinking about it, like we we're so good at movies. I feel like well, America's Hollywood is you know. Yeah, that's that's like our export, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, you're watching this stuff, and they're making these choices that are just not. I saw this was produced by the Weinstein Company. But it's crazy that like there are places where, like it's it's crazy to think that anybody is still trying to protect him. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. what do we get from that? Yeah. You, ever have, you have like a drunk friend at a bar, 
and it's like I, I've known this I've known somebody for like 10 years I can pretend like I never met them in my life because <laughs> yeah. of how they're acting like for a 12 yeah. minute stint this guy is like vis- like recognizable by anybody hated by everybody how you could uh, cut his hair or do any of this shit yeah. sit, at a, sit at a table with him or something like that it's insane yeah, yeah you'd it's think like, he's tarnished his, his name well, bad it's enough like, but I'm thinking about it it's like what it, how does he have money once too? Um, like, people probably with royalties right I uh, guess, but it's like he can't make another dime. Nobody's gonna work with no, him. No, not with his name. Yeah. But I think it's like we cancel all these people and then forget about it. And now it's like two or three years later, and it's like they're still there. They're still walking around, and a lot of them aren't aren't behind bars because they're powerful yeah. white men. So it's like, what, like what's Kevin Spacey doing right now? You know yeah. he's gonna try and come to come back or something in like two to five yeah. years. Oh yeah, I mean Louis <coughs> C.K. waited like eight months. Right, I mean, yeah, he was like not Harvey Lines and then, Weinstein yeah. level of. But like, then he went up on stage and immediately started being like, "So fuck these trans kids, right?" Oh, people are so stupid. Because like he he, like he knows that he's lost the left pretty much, so he has well, to. Well, that's the scary he, part. He's going for like the people who don't audiences. care are gonna yeah go and then they're he's gonna just have seeing more it from a purely business perspective where yeah. he's like all right so like uh we're done appealing to the left like now i I'm haven't good. seen him on stage or heard i heard the bit that he did yeah. about school shootings but i would imagine wholeheartedly if he's going on stage at this point all he's trying to do is be funny i doubt he has some hidden uh, political agenda i don't know i mean i feel like you have to have not even a political agenda, just some sort of like business acumen yeah. of knowing who your audience is. The guy is. who lost like five million dollars in a day, his his business acumen is uh is, is lacking, and I, I doubt he's like, I don't think he's trying to capitalize. He knows he can't now. His name is tarnished. I don't know. He's doing well with right wing yeah. audiences, though. There are still those people like well, it's kind of like that SNL defending thing. him. They're like trying to find like a right wing appealing. Uh, comedian for the show and that's what that whole thing was yeah but it's like right wing people even funny no <laughs> do they need icons I don't know they have God you have Mike Pence yeah Leave comedy it legend <laughs> <laughs> Trump kind of is a comedy legend John McCain um, <laughs> went on SNL or something but he's dead now oh god Megan McCain Coming on our podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. She's not. She was invited, though, she by was, someone she, else. She has not gotten in touch with us. She's not invited on the podcast, but she can leave a review if she wants. Megan can come on the podcast if she brings Joy Behar. Oh, yeah, that's true. Joy <laughs> Behar or Whoopi. Yeah. I feel like Whoopi would be more... Whoopi to come. Whoopi's Megan, an EGOT. Megan McCain just wants what Elizabeth Hasselbeck had. Oh, yeah. Huge, ho- huge, gigantic. Can I talk to the manager, Andrew? <laughs> yeah. She will never have that. Even who was before Megan McCain on The View? Who was that role? It was... Um, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. No, no, no. It was uh, yes. It was between them. It was Candace Cameron. Oh, uh, but Candace Cameron was like barely But she was it. the blonde Republican Elizabeth slot. Elizabeth Hasselbeck was so much That was iconic. years and years ago. I know it's because of the whole Rosie fight. Yeah. Who here, like... Fell asleep in middle school watching YouTube clips of The View. <laughs> Me. I would fall asleep in middle school watching YouTube clips of Kathy Griffin talking about The View. Okay, that's where we're, that's where we're like minds, but also different. Yes. 
Should we move on to awards? Yes. Because I feel like we don't have anything else to say about this movie. <laughs> Does anybody have any stray observations? I would so much rather talk about anything besides this movie. I'm going to watch. That's, I think this is the takeaway of this movie. I'm going to watch the last 10 minutes, I think. Mm. I think it's worth it. Yeah. But um, I don't think it'll help. Anything. Well, I was texting Sam cryptically, and she was like, oh, my God. What did I say? I said, I can't watch the last 15 minutes. Um I mean, of all movies. And, and you, you're like, oh, but it's such a great movie! Exclamation <laughs> point, dot, 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 dot. Okay, awards. I Here have, on the Tony Awards, yes. we deliver three awards to each movie, first of which is Best Prop. Best Prop. Um, who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. There were a lot of props in this film. Um, stuffed uh, animals. I mean, taxidermied. Yeah, not to... Random science... Uh, prop, uh, pranks, dead bodies, fingers, hands. But the biggest prop, and this has been used before, and so I apologize, but the biggest prop is Tony Collette. Because she has no character, background, motivation, or (laughs) reason to do anything she's doing. I mean, it is her job, so there's that. Yeah. But there were scenes where they used a Tony Collette cutout, and they just kind of like propped it up. Like they could have had her be a psychopath. Right? Yeah. What if she was cool. and she was actually just covering for the young? Sure, but they didn't go into that. Okay, mm. that was my prop up for okay. interpretation. Ryan, what about you? I, I went uh, w- with the, the prop of the flashlight <laughs> when she goes under the house because it mm-hmm. sheds the most light on the case. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my best prop specifically would be more so best noun. Um, is stuffed animals because there's a line where Eddie Redmayne says to somebody, that guy's crazy, he has stuffed animals in his room. And somebody's <laughs> like, oh, that's weird, but not. And Eddie Redmayne has to say, no, like taxidermy. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the device of having Eddie Redmayne default to the term stuffed animals for no fucking reason. I just did that, though, yeah. right just now, because it was hard for me to... Yeah, it's weird and fucked up. I don't know what to say. A taxidermied yeah. thing? Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> Next up is best Tony moment. Ryan, you go first. Um, My favorite Tony moment was at the very end, when she gets there and walks away and realizes that uh, her entire career and and my entire hour and a half has been a sham <laughs> my best not tony's career detective what's her face yes yes my mistake it's the, <laughs> yeah uh susan yes. Rowe. yes miss Rowe. doctor Rowe. doctor uh my best tony moment is when she's like in the basement of the house or like in the garden or something and she sees a foot and just says oh fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> wouldn't you though yeah I was like, what else would she say? But also, I was like. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, mine is early in the movie. It's when she's going into the office of the detective cop, her ex. And it's like, he's like, you have to help me. Like, you have to find him guilty, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, OK, fine, whatever. I'm out. And she leaves um, his office. And he goes, hey, can we get some Italian food? And she just looks back at him. like, ugh, like the most <laughs> disdain on her face, like fuck off and i thought that was good it's a realistic Amazing. moment now we move on to custom <coughs> award um i'll go first mine is the best mime award goes to the lady at the box office when eddie redmayne gets oh. to the movie late 
who you know that the director said we're sh- we're doing a wide shot, so make sure that you very emphatically tell him no. And <sighs> but she don't just like speak because she's but not don't an, speak. She's an extra, right? Yeah. So she just shakes her head like so emphatically yeah. from side to side. I thought it was so unrealistic because um, you can go into movies late. Yeah. Yeah. They'll sell you a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. no, no. Don't come in. Who wants to go next? Um, I'll go next. Um, I thought I'm going to give this movie an award that I almost gave to The Night Listener, uh, but instead I focused on the um, the flight attendant thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It is the Tony Collette Award for creepiest movie that's not a horror movie (laughs) (laughs) which is much of her career it's like slides towards horror Mm -hmm. but then it's like there's no jump scares so you just you feel very like unsettled unsettled the whole time yeah and you feel a little tonied (laughs) i think she'd agree with me Ryan, what was your custom award? My custom award is the most likely to be Phoebe Buffay Award, which goes to Tony Collette. Ooh. Do oh. we see this? I and see. Why it. do you see them? I see them as identical. You and mean as, as, as I was character? Have you seen Clock in Watchers? What they look like. She's in a movie with the actress with who plays Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow? Yeah. Uh, do they play twin sisters? No, they no, don't. They're do they play reflections in a mirror? No, they actually play very different. You should watch it. It was my favorite movie for like. 12 podcasts. And I will send you a link. I must assume that she's um, Lisa Stunt Double. No. Wait, so what do you mean by that? You think they look a lot alike? I, th- I was expecting the whole movie for her to peel off her face <laughs> and, and admit that she is just Julie <clears throat> Buffet and she got lost somewhere in England and she would go derp a derp a derp and, and leave the graveyard. You know what? I think they should play sisters. That would be like. That would be fun. She played Put their Cameron, faces next to each she other. She played Cameron Diaz's sister like a yeah. few weeks ago and they don't look anything like so. Mm hmm. Okay. Um, All right. We've reached almost the end of the podcast. We just have one more segment left, which is called Is It Better Than Little Miss Sunshine with Jake? Jake, your favorite movie we've covered so far has been Little Miss Sunshine. How does this movie measure up? An emphatic movie theater girl, no. Uh, <laughs> shaking my head, waving my hands. Amazing. No. Now we move on to plugs. We're going to link to everybody's Twitters and Instagrams and stuff in the show notes. Uh, but Ryan, do you have anything to plug? Um, yeah, my Instagram at uh, Ryan Delight. There's no at; it's just Ryan Delight on Instagram. And uh, you can see me in my stories and on Instagram Live. All right. Nice. Um, by yep. now, all of my web series Friend Zoned has been released, including the episode that I both wrote and directed. Episode four. Um. It's out today, right? Or yesterday? It's out today, like today that like today is in October twenty fourth, the day yes. that we're recording okay, great, this. Great, great, great. Cool. Yeah. Exciting. Cool. Do you have Friend anything zone. to plug, Jake? Not right now, no. Um we won cage match and you guys all came. Great. <laughs> great. Bye. Bye. Oh wait, wait. Oh. I have one more thing to say. Oh, okay. Um, I wanted to say in the immortal words relating to this movie. Um, and the immortal words of Emma Watson in my second favorite movie. Perks like of being a wallflower. Sim- yes. In honor of like minds. Let's go be psychos together. <laughs>